Welcome to Idol is Vital, your natural health and wellness stop. Hi everyone, this is Julie. Thank you for stopping by to share with me today. I hope you're having a fantabulous day and I hope all is going well for you thus far. And um, this is another podcast and I thank you so much for, you know, stopping by to have a listen. And in this episode, I want to touch on the PCR test, the polymerase chain reaction test. And it's important that we touch on this test because it has been the backbone of the whole COVID-19 quote-unquote pandemic. And the reason I say that it has been the backbone is because this is a test that was used to say whether someone was COVID-19 positive or not. And it is these, these numbers that were used to drive the pandemic, basically. And many people had not heard about this test before, although it has been around for, you know, a few decades, it was being used um, for the AIDS epidemic, um, so-called epidemic. That's another one. I misspoke. There was no epidemic. Um, And that, I will probably cover that in another episode. podcast, but with the PCR test, um, it was being used, um, you know, to check whether someone was, um, had HIV, which is the human immunodeficiency virus, we are told. Um, That's what the HIV, that's what HIV means. And this is the so-called virus that we are told that causes AIDS, which is acquired immune deficiency syndrome, which is when the immune system breaks down so badly, really, that, um, you know, the slightest thing can, you know, kill a person because there is no protection. The body is is unable to protect you because the system is so broken down depleted, destroyed. And this was a test that was being used. And, you know, and like I said, the whole HIV AIDS situation um, scenario that played out, not nowhere near as big as this is playing out, but certainly it had had a grip on many people, the lives of so many of us in, in, in so many ways, you know, um, over the years, um, but with the the um, PCR test, the PCR test was the test that they, you know, started using to say whether someone had the HIV, which they said would cause um, um, the AIDS, and so since then, and this is one thing to take note of, the creator of the PCR test, which is um, Kerry Mullis, um, who actually won a Nobel Peace Prize for this, 
um, for this creation has been outspoken. It has not been plastered on the media per se um, to any great extent, but he had been outspoken over the years about the use of the PCR test with HIV slash AIDS because he contended that there's no way that the PCR can be used to test for any virus. In fact, he said that basically the test can be used to produce any results that you want. And in and of itself, what he's saying is that the test can be, you can take a little bit of anything and amplify it to make it seem much bigger than it is, or take something that is nothing and basically, um, you know, small and amplified so many times over that it appears to be, you know, something of significance. And so he had been critical of Anthony Fauci. Um, he spoke out um, um, about that. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to play an excerpt of um, this short, um, somewhat of a um, something put together um, not by myself, by um, someone else, as it pertains to um, Carrie Mullis' stance when it comes to the um, PCR tests. So let us listen to that. It's not very long. It's about three minutes plus, but it's worth a listen. So here we go. Dr. Kerry Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize for his invention of the polymers chain reaction, the PCR. The PCR is a method of analysis and wasn't designed to test for a virus. Mullis explains why. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The PCR test can potentially find anything you are looking for, depending on how high you turn it up. And this is exactly what has been done. The official protocol given for the PCR testing of COVID-19 created a floodgate of false positives to skew the results. They call it asymptomatic because it's a lie. These people don't have symptoms because they don't have COVID-19. They do it today because they've done it in the past and always gotten away with it. 30 years ago, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIH, made a name for himself by pushing for higher doses of the deadly drug AZT, an old cancer chemotherapy too dangerous for approval, onto AIDS patients. Kerry Mullis was hired to measure HIV in people's blood samples with his PCR. He was working under the premise that HIV was the probable cause of AIDS. But when he went looking for the proof, he found there was none. They just made it up. What is that paper? Who do I go to for that? And I looked around, I asked a couple of virologists at that company, and they said, no, you don't have to reference that. I said, I have to reference that, because I, I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked 
about that. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. Mullis pointed out how the CDC was losing money and how the HIV AIDS connection brought their profits back in the black and how the men at the highest levels were all in on it. Kerry Mullis knew these men were dangerous. They don't want people like me walking up and asking them those kind of questions. And they're willing to like go to great lengths to prevent that. They're out on a limb. I wouldn't want to be there with them. But he was still outspoken. When ABC's Nightline approached him about doing a documentary on his work, Mullis convinced them to cover the HIV debate after nearly a decade of ignoring it. In a 1994 interview with Celia Farber for Spin Magazine, Kerry Mullis expressed how he really wanted to expose Anthony Fauci and Robert Gallo. He said that he'd be willing to chase the little bastard from his car to his office, a Nobel Prize winner trying to ask a simple question from those who spent $22 billion and killed 100,000 people. It has to be on TV. I'm not unwilling to do something like that. Unfortunately, not many people were listening back then. And on August 7th, 2019, just about three months before the first utterance of COVID-19, Carrie Mullis, age 74, a Nobel Prize winner, inventor of the PCR test, a man who was once willing and eager to expose Anthony Fauci, quietly died of pneumonia. The timing of it all is mysterious to many of us. Yes, I hope that you were able to listen to that audio. And um, it strikes me as rather odd that he, you know, um, was reported that he died um, just a few months before the first utterance of the, you know, COVID-19 so-called pandemic, especially knowing how critically was of Anthony Fauci, who basically, you know, is the head of of the whole COVID-19 situation and how integral his tests has been in them um, basically pulling off this um, COVID-19 scam. The PCR test has been an integral part of that. And knowing how critical he was, I'm sure he would have been um, very vocal about this. Um, Maybe he would not have been on the social media per se, but certainly there would have been some attention, I believe, that would have been turned his direction. And um, more people being interested probably would have found out, you know, his perspective on the the um, PCR test and being that he is the creator of the test and also won a Nobel Prize for that test obviously he he knows the test he knows what it was about because he created it and um, you know so that in and of itself to me was a big red flag and the the so-called science and Science is another thing that we will have to 
um, really delve into because science isn't what we have been told. We have, you know, science is always presented as this infallible thing that, um, you know, doesn't produce mistakes or um, is so concrete and so on and so but if you really pay attention, you realize that science seemed to change quite a bit. And especially in this whole COVID um, so-called pandemic, the science seemed to be saying a, a number of things and sometimes even uh, contradicting things. And, um, and so when we look at the PCR test um, where they take a sample, they say take a sample of you know um, DNA from the body, and you know they amplify it. Welcome to Idol is Vital, your natural health and wellness stop. So, as it pertains to the um, polymerase chain reaction test. Um, it is a, what they describe as a laboratory technique um, that uses selective primers to copy specific segments of a DNA. Now, with the COVID-19 test, they use primers that match a segment of the so-called virus. Um, so-called virus is genetic material, um, which is strange since... No virus was isolated. SARS-CoV-2 has not been proven to exist. And so what this does is that this, this allows many copies of the material to be made, this genetic material. And this is what they say can be used to detect whether a virus is positive or not. And so when they do this test, if, you know, um, someone can be can come up as positive or negative. So when someone comes up as positive, um, they say that SARS-CoV-2 is present. When someone comes up as negative, then they say, okay, it probably doesn't contain any SARS-CoV-2 or the genetic material. Um, it cannot be detected in the sample, right? Now, where it concerns the COVID-19 testing, they use a version of the PCR, which they call quantitative polymerase chain reaction. And so with this method, they use fluorescent dyes um, in the process, and they use that to... <laughs> measure, so-called measure genetic material in a sample. And from this, they have supposedly no way, no way, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. It, this doesn't make sense because basically they're using this fluorescent dye um, and to measure the amount of genetic material in a sample. But genetic material can be anything. Genetic material can be any particles. And so this is the big problem with this. Because at the end of the day, they have not isolated 
they have not identified and isolated a virus called SARS-CoV-2, as they told us that it's the SARS-CoV-2 that causes the coronavirus, or COVID-19, I, sh- I should say, which, is, which they tell us is, um, is, a, is a, of the coronavirus family. So normally they would use the saliva, from the saliva or from nasal swab. Um, that is what they would use um, to collect um, the um, data. The, the, um, that's their sample. Their sample would be the, na- the nasal swab or the saliva, right? And they're supposedly looking for these genetic material. They're looking for genetic material, but in this, what is missing? What is missing is where is the isolation? Where is the identification? Ident- genetic material, that, that is very broad. So they have not identified. If you really look at the language that they use, you will realize that they did not mention anything about identifying a specific thing which they can identify and say, okay, that is, you know, that is the SARS-CoV-2. And in, it, it's not even just about identifying. You identify it, then you isolate it. They have to be able to isolate it and then prove that this causes the disease that they say it does. So all of this is it's a lot of guesswork, gray area. Um, even if you were to believe in what they put out, the information they put out, it's you would you still there's so many holes in it. Uh, it's just not making sense. At the end of the day, you know, um, the person who created the test, Karen Mullis, uh, has spoken. You know, he may me may not be here, um, but his words. You know, he had given interviews, he had talked about this um, because it's something that he had been um, against from the in all that I've seen thus far in how this was being used because he believed that it was being manipulated um, and they basically didn't know what they were doing. And so, you know, that is why I wanted to touch on this um PCR test because the PCR test has been used as a tool to drive these COVID um, numbers. And also one of the things that, you know, they did not even mention is this um, test, you know, it is known, um, carries a 80% false positive rate. And of course that will happen when you're using something to test for something that is not there, of course, you can get any number of responses because you're testing for something that doesn't exist. And um, even today, it's for many places, the test, it seems like the test isn't going anywhere soon. 
you know, if you have to go into a country, if you have to leave a country, if you have to go, I mean, some people for their work, they have to be taking the tests, you know, at regular um, intervals and so on. And this is all, this is all, you know, um, unfortunate. It's all unfortunate. And they use the PCR test. It's one of the tools that they use to manipulate um, the minds of people, to manipulate data, and to drive up the fictitious numbers. And, you know, people have to become aware of this. Find out more about this test. Find out more about what the creator of the test, Karen Mullis, had to say about it. And, you know, um, just get yourself informed so that you don't continue to be fooled by this trickery that is playing out in our lives in front of, and also in front of our very eyes. So I will leave it at that for now for this um, for this one. And if you have any questions, feel free um, to message me and um, we could always explore and then expand on any issue and um, that I'm able to, um, you know. And so I hope you do find this useful. I hope you'll have a fantabulous day. And, um, you know, don't forget, be the change you'd like to see in this world. Ta-ta. Welcome to Idol is Vital, your natural health and wellness stock. 